You're listening to Kiss My Aesthetic, your go-to podcast for bragworthy branding, marketing, and entrepreneurship advice. I'm your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co. Let's dive into the episode. Greetings and welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. I'm so excited for today's guest because we connected way back when during my birthday, if you remember the birthday boxes, birthday extravaganza, and the super cute little glosses that we had, the heart-shaped glosses. We have Jade on the podcast today of Little Gloss Boss. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you? Oh my gosh, it's so good. And it's so good to finally have this podcast recording. I feel like we've been looking forward to this for a long time, and I'm so glad it's finally here. So for anyone who doesn't know you or what you do, can you tell us what Little Gloss Boss is? Sure. So my name is Jade, and I have two daughters. They're Journey and Noor. And together we've created Little Gloss Boss. So we are vegan, cruelty-free lip gloss. I do have some lip gloss on hand. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it. Tell us a little bit about your background and the story. Like how long has Little Gloss Boss been around? Like let's kind of give people some context here before we get into the meat of the episode. Yeah, sure. So Journey, my oldest daughter, she is about to be nine. When she was about maybe like one and a half, probably two. She loved lip gloss. I found myself going to Target every weekend buying lip gloss. And we were spending so much money on lip gloss. And one day I was just like, let me just look at the ingredients because I was on a vegan journey and I wasn't eating meat for about two and a half years. I was very conscious of the things that we were eating, the things around us. So I decided to take a look at the ingredients and I'm like Googling and there's all these ingredients that you don't know what you're putting in your body and your face, your lips. And of course, there were vegan companies and vegan lip glosses, but I felt like it wasn't a sector or anything for the girls. And Journey, again, like glitter, makeup, (laughs) she's a girl's girl. So I just started doing my research and there wasn't a lot of vegan products for kids. I mean, it was more marketed to adults and the teens, but nothing for my, like the age group. So We've been in business now for four years and it was a process, but we just kept going back to the drawing board and kept doing all the research and branding and marketing. I've changed our logo several times. (laughs) Yeah, it happens. In business, it's just trial and error, but the main reason behind it was to provide the non-toxic products for little girls who want to experience lip gloss and wear those things without being, you know, not having to say, oh my God, I don't know what I'm putting in my body. Right. That's so crazy that there wasn't one existing considering I feel like with kids stuff and baby stuff, like they always have like all those seals of like quality, this certified that da 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 da. But then there was no like fun product, no lip gloss product on the market. That's wild. And we looked and there was a few, but It wasn't, again, it wasn't marketed to the kids. It wasn't like kid-friendly. Everything was more so like for adults. But I was really shocked. Had you ever developed a product before? And had you ever done anything in the cosmetic space? Never. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So you learned all of this from the ground up. Yes. Wow. And I mean, I was, of course, you know, I purchased lip gloss, perfume, jewelry. I'm a consumer. But I never imagined making a product or 
even just holding a product that I made in my kitchen four years ago with my kid, it's incredible. Yeah. Walk us through that journey and give us a little bit of your background too. Like before Little Gloss Boss, what were you up to? What were some of your professional background or education background? And then how did you go from this is an idea that we have to like, okay, here's the prototype and we're really doing this thing. Sure. So my background, I have a degree in business management and marketing. And I actually work for marketing. I make work for a company now in the marketing sector. So I kind of always was a creative. I've always been creative as a kid. I've always, and my daughter is the same way. She's literally spitting image of me, like when it comes to art drawing. So always was creative, but I just didn't know how to, you know, you don't know where to put it or how to channel it. And I tried in college, I did interior design for some time and that was like very competitive. So, (laughs) so I went over to marketing and I'm in marketing now. And for me, it was, I had an idea and I just wanted to execute it. Even if it didn't go far, I kind of wanted my daughters to see the process of putting your plans into motion. Yeah, I think that's how I fell in love with your business right away. When you explained like, oh, I have this company with my daughters. I'm from a family of five girls. My mom owns her own business. My grandmother, my aunt, my great grandmother had her own business. So we're all like very female entrepreneurial. But like most parents just help their kids with like a lemonade stand. (laughs) And you're out here like, no, we're going to make a full product based brand. So I've got to imagine for your kids, and people ask me this too, like, oh, what's it like to have your whole family be so entrepreneurial? And in a way, it's kind of all that you've ever known. So like, I don't know an alternative, like our dinner conversations were like business conversations. And that was just like very naturally part of our upbringing. But explain what that's like to like do something like that with your daughter. Like, does she know how cool that is? Like that she gets to rock into like elementary school and be like, I have a business. Yes. So she takes lip glosses to school all the time. (laughs) I'll see moms at like back to school night and they're like, we have your lip gloss and Journey brought my daughter some lip gloss. So like she's excited to say that she has her own product. And when we first started off, we were making the lip gloss in home because it was a small business. I didn't really have the funds. I didn't have any marketing. Like I've had it college experience, but not, you know, doing it myself. So we were making it at home. So we were like up in the middle of the night, like mixing formulas. (laughs) It was really like trial and error. So like the first, and I always say our supporters who first supported us when we were making the lip gloss in home, like I am forever indebted to them because they saw the hard work that we were putting in and we were making the lip gloss in house. Like I didn't even know anything about distributors. I had no idea. So it's really cool to see Journey step into this role of an entrepreneur. Yeah. No, I feel like this is just the first of many, it sounds like for her. Like this is, she's just getting her feet wet, but she's going to be a total, she's going to have an empire by the time she's ready for high school. Oh yeah. Talk a little bit about what we talked about before we got on this podcast. We were kind of discussing about like what age is appropriate for, because it's so subjective, right? of the pushback or some of you've got some parents at the school that are like, Oh my gosh, yes, we love your lip gloss. We have the lip gloss. And then I've got to imagine you've got some pushback as well. Explain that dynamic and kind of your approach to how you're teaching your girls about business, but also teaching them about, you know, 
putting effort into the way that they feel or the way that they look as I've got to imagine like a form of self-expression, right? It's kind of the angle. Yeah, of course. So that is one of our main goals and our mission within Little Gloss Boss is to talk about the confidence boosting that our lip gloss does provide for children. I noticed that, I mean, even for us as women, when you look good, you feel good, you're able to conquer the day, you're able to conquer whatever it is that you set out to do for the day. And that's what's important to me. I've gotten a lot of pushback from lip gloss, especially from dads. And I totally understand not every household is okay with lip gloss, but I just want people to know that it is about building confidence and empowering the youth and allowing them to feel creative in their individuality within the beauty sector as well. I think that's such a beautiful thing that's happened in the last decade of makeup because I remember being in high school. I'm 30 now. So when I was in high school, gosh, 15 years ago, I was allowed to wear mascara and lip gloss and that was it. Like those were the two things I was allowed to have. And this was like the era of Victoria's Secret had those like little lip balms and then Bath and Body Works had the lip balms. And it was like, you could have that perfume, mascara and lip gloss. Then you were cut off. But I think now makeup, the whole cosmetics industry has changed so rapidly because it's such a tool of self-expression in the way that like fashion is a tool of self-expression, right? And I think that because of the creators on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram, it's just opened up this whole new world. And like your daughters are growing up in this world where like makeup isn't about just for the sake of like looking pretty. Right. But it's about more than that. What kind of conversations are you having with your girls about the role of makeup or the role of using those different tools to express yourself? Sure. So for me, you know, I don't wear makeup every day, but they see me apply lip gloss or like an eyeliner or some concealer some days. And I remember Journey's like, mom, you're beautiful without it. And I have to make sure that I instill in her that you're beautiful with or without makeup, with or without the lip gloss, with or without, like the message is always going to be that you're beautiful regardless of what you wear or how you wear it. But I do tell them that, you know, this is an enhancer and this is for you to be creative in that. I see so many young girls on YouTube, TikTok, and they have been able to become like many influencers through the world of makeup. And it's created a stream of income for the parents and for them. And I don't think that people talk about it enough. It's more, especially my generation, where like you said, we couldn't wear any makeup. (laughs) So it's good to see that the world is kind of like moving into the beauty sector. And like you said, allowing people to be creative in however they decide to wear their makeup. Yeah, because it's an artistry. It's a skill just like anything else, right? It's like when you'd go to school and there was like the one kid that was really good at drawing. And you're like, oh my gosh, draw me a picture. Like, that's okay, you know? But then you go to the person that has really good style or the person that's a really good cook. Like, it's just its own category of expression and creativity. And I think that that's so fun that you've been able to encourage them through that. Who came up with the name Little Gloss Boss? Was that a group effort or did somebody have the idea, the spark? It was like a group effort. So my youngest daughter, she's four. So she came along right when we were like buzzing. So it was just Journey and I for some time. And I was thinking about names and Journey was like, well, we should call it. I forgot what it was at first that she said, but she was like, we should call it like, it wasn't little, it was like mini gloss boss. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And then the wheels just started turning from there. And then we both were like little gloss boss. And 
from there, it was just a hit. It just stuck. And I, you know, I consulted with my mom and my friends and everyone loved it, especially like the empowering behind it when you use something like boss. Yes. Okay. So tell me what boss means to you. Cause I have two clients this year that had boss in their brand name. We had fit boss, fit boss blueprint. And then I just sent one off literally this week for boss up marketing. And in both conversations, I really wanted them to be clear. I was like, what does boss mean? Because it's so much more than just like, I'm in charge of things or people. It's such an energy. And I think I'm always aware of that. And for as much as like the girl boss era definitely had its downfalls and was only really painting a picture of one type of girl boss and was very narrow in that, like that definitely opened up the idea of you can own your own ambition. You can own it and be proud of it and be proud of what you've built. And that's, it shouldn't be tied to gender. How do you think of boss or how do you describe like this boss mentality as you're talking about lip gloss, right? Because the two things maybe 25 years ago would feel totally opposition to each other. Right. And again, the generation that we're in now where everything is so gender fluid and everyone, Mm -hmm. it's so inclusive. I didn't want to just narrow it down just for girls because anyone can wear lip gloss. It's just not for girls anymore. It's for everyone. And the word boss means for me, it's more of an empowerment thing. You know, I want my kids to step into the role of being proud of who they are, where they come from. And the little gloss boss just meant so much to me. And it meant that they can empower other people through their lip gloss or just through entrepreneurship overall. Yeah. And leading by example, I think that that's where the boss is just a shorter way for me to say like leadership. Right. And kind of just stepping into like understanding what you're after, creating context, but creating, leading by example, I think of as being like a boss mentality. Yeah, exactly. I love it. You have a lot of different fun names as part of Little Gloss Boss as well. Talk to us about what some of the names are and what your creative process is with your girls and coming up with the different product lines underneath the lip gloss umbrella. Sure. So we have four different types of lip glosses. We have marshmallow, which is a clear, no glitter, just a clear gloss that you can kind of like apply on top of your lipstick. And then we have birthday cake. We also have cotton candy and sugar cone. So when we first started, we were making lip glosses according to their scent. So I was like naming them after the scent. And then once we came together and we were talking about like, okay, well, what are we going to name it? And I remember Journey was like, birthday cake, because someone can wear it on their birthday. And I was like, oh my God. So then we just started, everything just started flowing. Journey is very involved. And I mean, she's not here today. Yeah. (laughs) But she's very involved in decision making. And I allow the girls to be a part of it as much as possible without them. I don't want them to feel like this is work. Like, oh my God, I have to sit down and do this. But she was very much involved in like making out all the names according to the colors of the lip glosses and the scents. And so that was the logic behind the lip glosses and the names behind them. You also do some fun things with your packaging and like the actual shapes of the packaging. And I think that this is where you really do straddle that age audience between like, yeah, it's fun for kids, but it's also has such a fun, like for me, like a Y2K kind of Juicy Couture, kind of like that. It has that sweetness that is feels already nostalgic, which is so funny to say. 
But talk to us about the actual shape of the lip gloss and how you landed on that as part of the brand. Sure. So again, when we first started, we were making them out of like regular lip gloss tubes. And you saw everyone kind of having like the same tube with the wand. And it was just a circular. And then I was looking for something that really spoke to my age group and also the kids. And when we were kids, I don't know if you remember the clear lip gloss that had, I forgot the name of it, it was Kiss. I think it's Kiss with the, there's lips on it. Yes. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll find something that has a lip. And then I was like, okay, maybe a heart. And then I got together with the distributor and he was like, I have a heart applicator. Let's lock it in. And I was just so excited because especially when I got the tubes, it means so much. Just seeing the heart, heart represents love and family and friendship. So I just wanted that to, when people look at our packaging and I want people to notice like the hard work that we put into our packaging and just the production overall. Has anyone ever mentioned that it also makes it easier to open? Yes. From like an actual, like the mechanics of it, because it's not just like one round two, but you have like a place to grip it. I think from an accessibility standpoint, that's something that's like an unintended happy accident, right? Yes. And I remember when I first got it, I opened the older model that we had and it was just a circular and it was like hard. Of course, you kind of like grab it by the bottom. But when I got the heart, I was like, oh my God, you can literally just twist it open. And it just, like you said, accessibility to lip gloss, it just made so much sense. Yeah. And especially for like little kids too, right? Because they're still working on their motor skills of their hands, trying to figure it out. And my mom actually posted, I should send it to you. My mom posted a picture on Facebook yesterday that was like a flashback of my sister and her neighborhood friend and my other sister when I think they were like maybe four, five, six years old, but they got into my mom's lipstick and they went all crazy all over their face with lipstick. And they came downstairs and they were so proud of themselves. But it's just such a natural thing for kids to want to do, right? Like they see their parent doing it. They then want to do it. And then also just like the sensation, like the tactile of like a lip gloss and then just the whole thing. So I've got to imagine that your girls too, like have little makeover days where they give each other (laughs) the full setup. Oh my gosh. I had to buy them their own makeup set because they were in my makeup like crazy. And I think it's just, a kid thing that, like you said, they see their mom and they see their dads and they kind of want to implement what their mom and dad are doing. So they get into my makeup all the time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, not the expensive stuff. You can use the drugstore stuff. Yeah. (laughs) I always have to tell them like, okay, I'm going to just go buy you guys your own set because they will use all my expensive (laughs) makeup. Absolutely. As an entrepreneur in the beauty industry, what are some of the bigger challenges that you guys have faced along this journey and how did you overcome them? Like you said that you've worked with a distributor, you're, I'm assuming now, not making the lip glosses in your house. So how has that learning curve been? And what are some of the things that you're like, man, I didn't think that this part was going to be as hard as it was. And then I'm so glad we're on the other side of it. So when I was making it at home, I don't think I kind of took into account that people have allergies and certain things would irritate the skin. And I remember, again, we were like just starting out and someone reached out. She was very kind. And she was like, hey, my daughter broke out. I was like, 
skirt. Like that was not our goal. We did not intend for that to happen. So we definitely had to go back to the drum board and say, okay, it's time to get a distributor. It's time to, you know, allow them to make the lip gloss for us. So that was something that was disheartening because she kind of like, you know, she sent pictures and she had like a logic reaction. So it was definitely a learning curve for us, especially making a product at home. You just, you never know. Yeah, you never know. And I think that there's also like, there's so much, I feel like skincare and cosmetics, it's such an uncharted territory in a lot of ways. Like I have had a few skincare clients in the past And it's always when we're writing out not only the ingredients list, which the words have so many letters from a design perspective, but on the packaging, you got to put all that stuff that says like, this may cause irritation. And if you have allergies, you've got to not use it anymore, blah, blah, blah. So that can be super intimidating, right? It's a lot more difficult to sell a product that people are going to use on their body, in their body, like all over than to sell like a mug. Right. You know what I mean? You're like, here's the mug. Like, that's it. That's all that it does. Exactly. Exciting. But I've got to imagine like at each turn, you're like, oh man, like I didn't think that this was even going to be an issue. Yeah. Again, I thought about it, but I was like, you know, when I was making the products, I was using like coconut oil and hobo and I, I thought I was using the right products. But again, with learning, you know, and especially in business, you learn that not everyone can consume those products. So it was definitely a learning point for us. And we were able to pivot from that. I mean, it was only a couple customers that complained about it, but it definitely was disheartening to see the little girls in distress. Of course. Yeah. And then to be able to, I think obviously the smart thing he did there was like, okay, something's got to change now, right? Like we're not going to just like wait till this gets super bad. Like we're not going to wait to have 30 complaints. Like we're going to take every single customer view and every single thing notes that people have and like take that to heart right away and make a change. And I think that that's really also the difference between businesses that last and businesses that don't is you have to be so tuned into your customer and so tuned into, you know, making things work. I think you guys also have really fun marketing for your products. So talk to us about some of the platforms. Your background is marketing. Obviously we connected over TikTok, but talk to me about how Besides just the kids in the school that are getting, you know, product demos on the playground, where else are you guys marketing Little Gloss Boss and which channels and platforms have been most successful for you? Sure. So we are in New Jersey. So we are always doing like local pop-up shops or we have some banners and posters in our small town. So people locally, they know Little Gloss Boss. But for people who don't, you can definitely find us on, we recently started a YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube, TikTok. We haven't really dived deep in our TikTok, which we need to get on it. (laughs) But then also Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, love it. And then are you guys doing any kind of like paid ads? You're all direct to consumer, right? You're not doing any wholesale. It's just people buy it on the website. Yeah. So people just buy directly from the website or in our, like I said, we do like local pop-up shops. Nice. We're listed on a few websites. So it sounds like you've got like strategic partnerships with companies that are shouting you out because you align with their mission too, right? And I think that that's what's so smart here is people now, consumers love finding brands that they know the story of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm looking right now across my kitchen at like Graza olive oil. And I love that this was like an olive oil disruptor because it's the first olive oil in a squeeze bottle. And it's something that you're like, ooh, and now I've followed them on social media for forever. And now I've noticed their stuff. And now I'm getting served all their ads. 
but it is fun to be because then when my friend comes over and they're like, what is that olive oil? Like now there's like a backstory. And I think people really can connect to that, which makes it fun. But you guys also sell a few other products on your website besides lip gloss. And one of them is the trucker hat, the bucket hat that says moms hustle harder. Yes. And I'm not a mom myself, but I have a mom and I can tell you she hustles her butt off. So maybe I need to get her one of these. Um, How did this product happen? And what kind of was the goal, the vision of launching those? So I have a bunch of mom friends and we're always busy. (laughs) Very rare that we even have time to connect. We connect when the kids have soccer practice, (laughs) baseball practice. And I saw in my friends and myself that we were working overtime. And I was like, we hustle really hard. And the message was the empowerment behind just being a mom. You know, I always say as a mom, you're the first one up and then the last one to go to sleep all the time. So for me, creating something where a mom can just, especially if it's like soccer practice, she can just throw on her trucker or if she's running errands, she can just throw that trucker on and just, you know, she doesn't have to worry about fixing her hair because she just want to rush it in a ponytail, but the main goal was to empower moms and, you know, it might be hard, but just keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. And what a beautiful thing that you're, of course, living by example with your daughters, but that you're helping them also recognize like that there's this cyclical kind of relationship. You're helping them start their business, but then you're also like, wait a second, but also moms though. (laughs) (laughs) But moms like, this is a hustle. This is like, you're seeing me talk to the distributors. You're seeing me do the work. Like, this is like, yes, this is your thing that I'm helping you with. It really sounds like from everything I've seen, it's really like a group effort. And it's something that everybody's involved in and how fun that is. That's so cool. Yes, I love it. What are some of the future plans for Little Gloss Boss? Do you envision that you'll break into other product categories? Like what are the big picture goals? Where do you feel like this could go? Are you going to let Journey drive the bus on this? Or do you feel like this is empire worthy? Like we're going to blow this up. (laughs) So we have a lot of things in works and we've been talking. We actually have a book coming out this holiday season. I can't wait. We've been holding on to the secret for so long, but we have a book coming out this holiday season and it has like a blister package with the lip gloss attached. I'm so excited about that. And then another thing that we are looking to do in our town is maybe get a small event space where we host events for kids, empowerment events for children, events for moms to just come in and just have a good time, almost like a safe space for moms and children. So it's something I've always wanted to do. I just recently said, okay, I need to sit down and really take a look into this because there are moms who are struggling and, you know, you don't have to struggle alone. There are moms out here that, you know, if I have the tools to provide for you, I want to provide them to you. This is so smart. When you're ready to like do the branding on this idea, like you're going to have to hit me up because (laughs) it's such a good idea because what mommy and me activities do you like, okay, this is so telling, but my mom, every Wednesday, we'd have a short day at school. And every Wednesday, my mom always said, she's like, I'm not a park mom. I'm a mall mom. Like I'll take you to the mall. You can get your soft pretzel. We'll go to the Disney store, but I'm going to walk through Nordstrom's shoe department for an hour and a half. (laughs) And so she would put all of us, all five of us in the strollers. We'd go to picture people. We'd do photo shoots. Like we were just total rats. It was like the 2000s, you know? So it's so interesting because I'm thinking of like, what are the mommy me activities? Like 
if there had been like almost like a little business world entrepreneur workshopy kind of thing, like come sit with your kids, figure out what they're interested in and business plan with your children. Like I would be there in a heartbeat with my kids. Absolutely. That is absolutely up my alley. I think this is a great idea. Yes, that is the main goal is to provide resources to moms. And, you know, a lot of moms, we're so burnt out that we can't even think about a business idea. But when you come together with other moms, you put business ideas together and voila, you can literally make magic. You watch Shark Tank? I know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So do you remember the moms that came together to make the big ornaments? Yes, vaguely. I think I know what you're talking about. Yes, they did the same thing. There were like five moms, working moms. They had children. I said, we got to do something to get out kind of like this rat race. And I just love the idea. It always stuck with me that I've always wanted to just get women together and empower them and create a space where you can open a business, start a business, buy a business, or again, kids start a business. Yeah. And I think now too, like the generation of kids, first of all, kudos to you, because I feel like raising children through the pandemic must have been wild, but also they're basically born with a smartphone in their hand at this point, right? Like they know more about tech. They're going to be the most advanced like generation of youth we've ever seen. So like, I'm very much of the camp. Again, I don't have kids myself, but lean into the fact that they already know a lot more than we do. Right. And that they like, if you give them that creative outlet, that's not tied because they're young. Like it doesn't have to be tied to making money, but it's just like a way to express themselves and like how to actually turn what they love into a business. I think getting that encouragement is such a big deal. Like I would not be a business owner if my parents didn't tell me like, oh, you should charge people money for that. And I was like, huh? And they're like, send an invoice. And I was like, what? And I was like 20. And I was like, I don't know how to send an invoice. I was like, I'm not allowed to just invoice people. And they're like, yeah, here, here's PDF. Look at the template. You say the total and then you give them your banking information and they pay you. And I was like, what? <laughs> like That was so foreign to me. But without them encouraging me, I think I probably would have ended up working for an agency and doing the whole thing in the career, which is totally valid. But I mean, now I'm coming up on the 10 year anniversary of my business and I just turned 30. I love that. Like literally love that. When I found you on TikTok, I was like, I have to connect with her. I had to. I just literally had to connect when I was like, and I'm usually afraid to kind of like put myself out there. But I was just something that day was just reach out to her. And I saw your all of your videos were like all over TikTok. And I was like, I have to connect with her. (laughs) It was so fun. And all of my friends like loved the glosses. It was so fun to also bring them to Italy and just like feel so fabulous. But I was totally thinking of your girls. And like, every time I put it on, I was like, oh, this just makes me so happy. And I think that Again, knowing the story and knowing the origin and really getting to know the business and getting to know you as well. It's been such a fun connection. So you should reach out to more people. Yes, I am. You definitely encouraged me to definitely take that leap of faith and reach out. And again, if one door closed, there's another one that's going to open. Absolutely. Well, where can everyone find, follow, shop, Little Gloss Boss? I feel like they're going to want to take a peek at it now that we've talked about it for the last half an hour. (laughs) Sure. So they can find us at littleglossboss.com and they can also find us on Instagram slash Little Gloss Boss and our TikTok. So all of our our channels are the same thing. Little Gloss Boss on YouTube, Little Gloss Boss on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. And we'll keep our eyes out for the book. Yes. I can't wait. 
Oh my gosh. I can't wait to see it. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time and thanks for chatting with me. We're recording on a Friday, so have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. Don't forget to follow along and leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'll see you in the Kiss My Aesthetic Facebook group for years and years of behind the scenes content and over 5,000 connections with fellow creatives. For show notes from today's episode, please visit mkwcreative.co slash podcast. This episode was edited by Berta Wired and theme music comes from Eliza Vera and Nathan Menard. Catch you next time. Music.